This is not an advertising thing. This is just for staying up. <laughs> I wish right now. I am allowed, so this, these are kind of like new rules with the NBA. Um, as you guys know, you guys are basically cap experts now too, so there's certain trades that don't get done until a league year and things, so they've done a new wrinkle in order to um, allow this. So I'm allowed to talk about Jared Butler. I'm allowed to say that we have a, an agreement in principle on his rights. There are other terms, and I cannot speak about those other terms. Um, we're going to get them in here first, partly on, you know, again, when the trade's allowed to happen and all those things that are tied there. Um, and so we'll just follow the league um, rules and when we can get him cleared that way um, for that. So TBD right now, basically, obviously with the Salt Lake City Summer League and then Vegas, he'll, he'll be here. So playing, not playing, we'll take, you know, we'll, we'll take that by ear. So, Jared is, I'm really, first of all, in, in general, I'm not avoiding the question, Ben. It's more, um, I'm really excited for you guys and the community and the city and the state um, to get to know him the way we believe in him, not only as a player, but as a person. Um, he's a special, special guy. And his presence, um, we've just, he's had a great career, and he's been playing at the highest level for a long time. He's gone through draft interviews. We've followed him closely. Um, you know, we obviously have people in the organization that have a lot of Baylor ties, and uh, that gives us great comfort um, to kind of have an, uh, maybe a better, just a really, really good feel about him as a player and as a person. So, um, you know, with the COVID rules, with the compressed season and all those things, um, we've seen him plenty to be able to do it. So. Obviously, you have some of those health concerns that probably is the reason he was available at 40. What made you confident that those were We're comfortable with Jared as a player, as a person. Um, we're excited to add him as, as the Utah Jazz. I don't want to get into any other of those details. It's just that we feel really good about him. So. We're excited to have him. What, what specifically stands out about his game that makes you comfortable about his character? So, look, and not to hedge on anything, we're, we're talking about a guy who's now about to become a rookie in the NBA with a highly competitive, championship competitive organization. So he's got a varied skill set that he's displayed. Um, at the highest levels of college basketball with a lot of experience, played in really big games, has produced in big games, um, a great leader, a great teammate, and the multi-skilled aspect of his game uh, I think will fit well in, in what we ask our players to do here and what Coach does is to be able to dribble, pass, shoot, lead, um, guard, and he checks all of those. Yeah, 
I mean, we've talked about that a lot, Tony, right? And all of us about in today's NBA, positional versatility, being able to, you know, he's a very, um, he's a very good athlete. He's physically strong, tough, mentally tough. Um, being able to put up with the grind of a season, you know, is new for any rookie, but, you know, he, in my opinion, probably one of the most well-prepared ones for the level of basketball he's had to play and maintain for the last few years. So, you know, he's got as good a start, head start as anybody that's coming in without ever playing in the NBA again. Before, excuse me. Would it be accurate to say that you wanted Jared uh, originally? Yep. So, again, I can't get into sort of all the other, you know, and I know, like, I'm smiling to myself that I'm about to spout a bunch of, like, 100 cliches of basketball, and, you know, I, I want to tell you that they are true, and they are, but I'll be sitting up here at some other point, too, probably, but he was somebody that we were really excited when we had a chance to get him. Like, it was a no-brainer for us. No. I can just say that there are other terms. I had to read, uh, Stephen Schwartz had to make sure to tell me what I could and couldn't do. We're all rookies here on this part, so <laughs> otherwise we'd be here to like, I don't know, tomorrow, 6 a.m., you know, so. Going along with that, how different was tonight versus all the other ones that you've been with? I've done them a few times, you know, obviously with lots of great partners, mentors, uh, we got a great group of guys that the front office and coaching staff um, all very integrated and, you know, doing the work like we've always done. Um, so felt more familiar. The thing that was interesting was that we hadn't had, even though we've, we had a draft last year, this feels much more like a normal process and, you know, more people in the room like it, it's been before. Uh, having Ryan Smith's presence here, uh, his energy, um, he's so committed to building a championship-level team. And, you know, the things, you know, obviously I've told you guys before and you guys understand that the draft is only one part of how we build a team for next season. And we have to do it on multiple levels, next season, two seasons from now, three seasons from now. All I can tell you um, Two things. One, we have a plan. We always have a plan. And we're going to go execute that to the best of our ability. And Ryan's resources and commitment to spending are going to be at levels that we've never done with the Jazz. Um, I can obviously be able to tell you more when team building so linked to the draft, free agency, trades, so that you get the whole picture. I don't even know what's going to happen, obviously, because there's a plan and then some people have to say yes, some people have to say no, and then we can all sit here. So I kind of ignore the like hot takes, you know, of what draft picks associated with the Jazz or what this means or any other moves that happen to come out in the future. Like, it's just like take a deep breath and, you know, you can kind of give us your opinion when everything's done. That'll be the other hot takes that you guys have. So. Last year you talked about wanting to find, with Joe specifically, kind of a skill that pops, all over one of these skills. Does Jared have that? And so, what is it? Um, so, you know, look, every draft's different. And, you know, 
you guys do a great job, frankly. I read all your guys' stuff in terms of your own draft analysis and how everyone's different. Some of them are really strong at the top. Some of them are speculated that it's really deep from 20 to 40. It changes. And then we're all wrong until we really know what happens like three or four years from now. So to answer your question, with Jared, I think the thing that really pops for him is just I'm not sure that we're going to find out, you know, the speed is different in the NBA than college. The strength requirements, the physicality, the grind is different. How he develops into what role, which, again, you know, this is a high-level team, a highly competitive team, a veteran team. So we kind of can give him a runway. But probably the thing that pops is his versatility about I'm not sure there's a situation that he hasn't seen at some level and he has the skill set, the physicality, the demeanor to be able to handle those new things really well. So probably less of a ramp up because he's just played more. He's experienced. You know, you're, I mean, he's going to be your favorite. Um, maybe, I'm, you know, Jared will hear this and think I'm putting too high of an expectation, but... I talked to my wife tonight, you know, she, she stayed up and uh, she's with grandma and the kids. And I just said, I think I found Lucy's new favorite player, my youngest, because she'll meet him and she'll be like, she'll have posters everywhere on her, in her room with him. So. Sure. I just think that, and I'm not saying, you know, every team does really good work. I think when you have relation, and we have a lot of relationships with schools, and I think we have a, I'm very proud of our staff um, that does a really good job of, like, making sure that we have as much intel information. Um, but we've, we've had an opportunity just to, closely follow that maybe some from personal ties too, not necessarily to Jared but to the program that gives you a lot more confidence in the information you're seeing taking in there's always a little confidence level of the information you hear right maybe like your sources like hey there's a source here that's 95 percent confident that you're good and then there's one like eh, 50 so it's different with with Baylor, the program, the types of players they produce, the history of their program, how competitive they are, they, along with that, gives us a very high confidence level of, you know, more of the personal stuff. Obviously, watch the film, workouts, measurements, those things. You can make a basketball evaluation, but you're projecting humans, and I know I've said that to you guys before, that you're projecting someone into a new environment, how they handle it. The NBA is completely different. You're going from a scholarship and college life to a profession and a job. And some guys are equipped for it. Some guys aren't. Some guys you think are going to be equipped for it, they aren't. Some you know, you're not sure, and it works out great. So I think Jared's very well equipped to handle the next stage of his career and has the skill set to give himself a chance. What are you? Yeah, that's that's exactly how I would term it, Tony. Um, 
COVID, the G League shortened season, untimely injuries for especially Elijah and Doak, um, some of our own uh, health stuff where Trent didn't get as many games. Trent Forrest didn't get as many. He got some good minutes up here, but just the guys the year before, like Mie and Jarrell and Juwan, they got 50, 60 games plus time. So, and with how compressed the season was, like those guys aren't getting to play five on five even with the, when they've been with the team. They might get some three on three, some four on four if we even did that because we're playing, the games just kept stacking up. So this is a real opportunity for them to play um, and just really feel a professional level. I felt it was, I had said this, I think, last year. I mean, we literally drafted guys, and then they show up in four, camp, I think it was like four days later. In a year like this, even though it's compressed, we're going to get with Jared and Elijah and Doak and Trent probably 40 to 50 touches combining summer league and along with maybe the two or three weeks before we actually start training camp where they're worth our health performance guys. They're in a group. They're playing. It's just going to be so beneficial for them. But it's not a, oh, he did A, B, and C in summer league or, or struggled with this. Like, now we have to just make a decision. It's just this is the path of their development. But they just didn't have that last year. So it's impossible to say. And we were a good team. So we weren't playing a lot of young guys. We were, there weren't that many opportunities to just, like, roll guys out and just say, okay, figure it out. Look, um, it obviously by default, whether I'm sitting up here or not, it's a, it's a new era because of Ryan Smith and his ownership. Um, and I've said it before, but I, I want to make it clear, like his energy and vision and commitment to this city and state and, and this team is going to pay huge dividends down the road. And he's willing and able to make those investments on a yearly basis, which is awesome. Um, my job is to continue to help him acclimate to this and get a chance to see how we operate. You know, he's, he's gotten a year under his belt. He's about to go into his second year. And his insight, his instincts have been really helpful for us as we built a, a relationship. And I think that'll evolve over time, you know, but I think a lot of the, you know, a lot, some of that is a function of where our team is at right now, not just because it's new ownership. It's we're not a rebuilding team. We're not, you know, a, a playoff competitive team where we have championship aspirations. So, but that's been a lot of years of work where we've, you know, gotten some things right and made some mistakes. And but you just keep going forward, and Ryan's going to help us continue to push that forward. So, I'll hold off on a definitive statement other than I'm really excited. Um, to be working with Ryan and what it, what that means for this community, the the team, internal staff, coach, like all the collaboration, everything's been great, and uh, it's been a a different transition, but a really seamless one in terms of the processes and how we make decisions. You said that Jared is going to be one of our favorites. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Me personally, um, and this, <laughs> I wish that there was an algorithm that you could say, hey, this guy checks A, B, and C, he will automatically be this. Um, you're still betting on humans. And then sometimes you really, really like people that you meet, um, and you have to kind of remove that from the basketball. Like, this gives you good confidence, like, okay, if he's good enough, then he's got a real chance. So we had made the basketball operate, you know, evaluation. Like, he's more than good enough. We think he has a chance to be really good. And so to answer the question, when we're interviewing and trying to get to know guys, we make it pretty informal. We're not making them do a case study or, you know, read this chart or what do you think? What's this ink blot look like? We really just want to get to know them. But guys that demonstrate self-awareness of their own weaknesses of things that make them happy, how well-rounded they are, what they like. Um, the self-awareness part's good because there aren't perfect players that come into the NBA and there is a development path. So making sure that every, I guess when I say there aren't perfect players, it means every, every player that comes in has stuff to work on or get better or improve a strength or improve, you know, help work on a weakness. When you have a better idea yourself of what you need to work on and the self-discipline and the work ethic to address that, to be coached, like we have a pretty good player development program. But if guys don't put in the work or aren't working on the right things because they're not self-aware, then that's just a lot. It's not to say it can't be done, but makes it a lot harder. So you can probably translate that Jared has a lot of those things. Um, I'm not sure, so I will err on not. <laughs> it's probably not worth the check right now, though. You, know. you guys good? Thanks for hanging out. You know, I know it's been weird. You guys still have the masks and stuff, but we're a little closer.